0: Welcome to Healthy by Choice, a broadcast designed to bring powerful healing into your life today. Gaining and maintaining optimum health is possible at any age. That's what thousands are learning at CHIP, the complete health improvement program offered across the country and around the world. You can learn more at chiphealth.com. But now, get ready to enjoy some proven results and priceless benefits. I'm your Healthy by Choice host, Charles Mills. Our guest today isn't interested in fiction when it comes to what we eat. He demands and shares the facts, scientifically proven information about our bodies and what they need to gain and maintain optimum health. Rip Esselstyn comes by his dogged search for truth honestly. His dad is world-renowned cardiologist Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn of the famed Cleveland Clinic and a great proponent of using plant foods to help fight heart disease. Rip was an All-American swimmer and for 10 years was one of the world's top professional triathletes. He became a firefighter in Austin, Texas and then joined Whole Foods Market as a healthy eating partner. His latest book is entitled My Beef with Meat, and I'm proud to have him on the show today. Rip Esselstyn, welcome to Healthy by Choice. Hi, Charles. Let's talk facts today, Rip. I'm going to ask you simple questions, and you share with us what your research has discovered on that particular subject. Are you ready to go?
1: I'm ready. Let's play ball. Huh?
0: All right, let's do it. Here's the first well-accepted fact, "quote" "quote". Animal protein, you need it and it's good for you. <laughs>
1: That is not a fact, that is a myth. Mm -hmm. And uh, animal protein, we don't need it. It's actually of a composition and a a proportion, the essential amino acids that actually, uh, they're too high in the sulfuric containing amino acids and it promotes inflammation in our arteries. It, uh, It accelerates the growth of everything, including tumors and cancers. It leaches calcium from our bones to buffer the acid load. It raises cholesterol levels and it's harsh on the kidneys and the liver. So animal protein, It also comes with with added baggage like cholesterol, saturated fat, contaminants, pesticides, antibiotics. So you don't need it. What I recommend people, get all your protein needs from plants. And now you're getting it from a first-rate source without any of the, um, the baggage, and you'll be getting all you need. So feel good. Uh, when you're getting your protein from plants
0: now rib i have not heard any advertisement talk about any of the things you just mentioned as far as meat is concerned why are we being duped here and how are we being duped and how can we fight back
1: well we have a very powerful foe right Mm. and uh you know the meat and the dairy and the egg industries they're they got deep pockets they have powerful lobbyists and uh they continue to send out the message that in order to get protein, you need to get it from these sources. And we've been duped for a good 40, 50 years at least, and uh, that's exactly what it is. I mean, we've basically been bamboozled, we've been hoodwinked, and we've been, we've been duped. And uh, the truth is going to rise to the surface, and it, and it has been. But, you know, with movies like Forks Over Knives and books like The China Study and um, my father's book, Prevent Reverse Heart Disease, and, you know, Engine 2 and My Beef with Meat, yeah. we're trying to shed light on what I believe is probably the most pressing crisis that faces this country right now, which is uh, the health care crisis. So what can we do about it, Charles? You know what? We can give up the meat, give up the dairy, give up the eggs, and, uh, and just start pounding the fruits, the vegetables, the whole grains, the beans limited amounts of nuts and seeds, yeah. and then your health will proliferate, your friends will ask you what you're doing, and you can smile and let them know you're planned strong and loving it.
0: You know, you gave a, a wonderful illustration of how powerful these industries are. When your first book came out, The Engine 2 Diet, and you were a proponent of plant-based, what happened around the firefighting stations there in Texas soon after your book came out from the meat industry? Did they ever visit... <laughs>
1: Yes, they sure did, as a matter of fact. So my book came out in February of 2009, and then I think it was in March of 2009, the Texas Cattlemen's Association sent a representative to every fire station, all 44 fire stations, and they presented each fire station with a fully cooked brisket, a cooking apron that said, I love beef, a cookbook that was like 150 different ways to cook meat, and a grilling tool set, and uh, along with a letter. And in that letter, it basically said, you know, in light of the book, The Engine 2 Diet Book, that came out recently, we want to present you as emergency first responders and heroes of your community with these gifts. And we hope that you realize that meat is a nutritious part, uh, or should be a nutritious part of everyone's day, and uh, we hope that you aren't going to be deprived. Something along those lines. And it was very funny because over the next ten days, I got calls from over fifty firefighters saying, "Hey Rip, uh, you know, thanks for all the free gifts. When are you going to write another book?" So, um, pretty funny stuff.
0: We are dealing here, like you say, with a very wily industry here and very wily enemy of health, and we need to be on our guard. And I like what you're saying there. Okay, number two here: Vitamin B12. Animals are your only source. Fact or fiction?
1: Yes, great, great question. So um, no, there's there's lots of ways to get B12. Um, you can get it in in fortified foods like cereals and uh, and plant-based milks and red star nutritional yeast. It's interesting, Charles, because the um, Institute of of Medicine uh, recently came out and they suggested that everybody over the age of fifty, whether you're a meat eater, vegetarian, vegan, they should supplement with with B12 because as we age, we lose the ability to um, cleave the B12 off of uh, off of meat if you're a meat eater, uh-huh. and we lose our, the gastrointestinal juices that allow that process to occur. So they recommend everybody supplement with with a B12. And the good thing, the good news there is that if you're supplementing with B12, there's no known toxicity. So mm. there's no negative effects if you take too much. And people like my father and Hans Deal and John McDougall, real authorities in this field, you know, recommend uh, maybe a chewable B12 tablet twice a week, right around. 500 to 1,000 micrograms.
0: All right, all right. Now, while we're on the subject of supplements, I was going to ask you about this later, but uh, what, what about people say, you know, Rip, I don't need to eat these plants. I can get all those nutrients in a supplement. There is a, there is a bottle that says it has all this, 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 this in it. Why do I need to eat plants? Why can't I just eat what I'm eating now and get the benefit of plants by eating all these wonderful supplements?
1: What's your word on that? Fact or fiction. <laughs> well... Yeah, I would say fiction, and uh, I think that the research is pretty definitive that you want to get your vitamins and your minerals and your antioxidants from whole plant-based sources, and now it comes in the, in the package that nature intended for it to be received as opposed to in a concentrated form that's in a pill that doesn't come with the fiber and the protein and the carbohydrates and the fat and all the other vitamins and minerals, and it actually... The meta analyses, which is when you take a group of a lot of different studies that have been done and you and you combine them all together, the meta analyses actually show, for example, around taking antioxidants, whether it's you know vitamin A, C, E, selenium, that when these are taken in a pill form, they actually do more harm than benefit. Um, there was a study done with a bunch of people that it had um, different types of cancer, and it actually accelerated the uh, the cancer growth as opposed wow. to kind of slowing it down. So uh, that's just one example. You know, to dive a little bit deeper into this, Charles, you know, most people don't know that there's only 13 vitamins that exist. Mm-hmm. 13, right? I mean, I was talking the other day, and I said, how many vitamins do you think there are? And I had people raise their hand and say, you know, 5,000, 15,000, you know, 300. If there's 13, 13. And 11 of those 13 come from plants. That's where they originate from, yeah. from plants, not from animal products, right? Not from a pill. They originate from plants. The two exceptions to the rule are vitamin D, which is the sunshine vitamin, right? Right. So you get a little bit of sunshine a couple days a week and you're, you're good to go with vitamin D. And then the other one is vitamin B12, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. And it's interesting because as human beings, we have a three to five year supply of vitamin B12 that's stored in our livers. And, uh, you know, the best thing that you can do with all these things is, is check, your, check your blood levels, get checked, you know, about once a year, and see if you have any deficiencies. And then you might want to consider supplementation, but otherwise, we recommend that you get everything you need from whole plant-based sources.
0: All right, very good. And while we're on the subject of what is in our food, everyone knows, Rip, that the best source of calcium for healthy bones is a cow. Fact or fiction?
1: Oh, Charles! Big time, <laughs> big time fiction. So it's it's called calcium, not calcium. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay. calcium. All right. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. And uh, you know, I will talk to a group of elementary school kids, and I'll say, "Where does calcium come from?" And everybody yells, "A cow!" The reality is, calcium is a mineral. Minerals come from the ground. So if you want to get the best source of absorbable calcium, you want to get it from plants. You want to get it from beans, from green leafy vegetables. Another whole plant based sources. And now your body absorbs somewhere between 40 to 60% of the calcium that's in that particular food. Whereas when you're trying to get it from a cow, whether it's ice cream, whether it's milk, whether it's cheese, whether it's sour cream, cottage cheese, you're lucky if you're able to absorb between uh, 10 to, to 20, 25% of that. Mm. And so most people are actually left at a, at a net deficit. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, in America, Great Britain, Norway, Sweden, uh, New Zealand, the greatest consumers of dairy products in the world, we also have the greatest incidence of osteoporosis and hip fractures. So this cruel irony that's being played on us.
0: And there it is. The industry, again, is is duping us, is telling us one thing when the truth is actually the very opposite. And that, I don't know about you, but that makes me just a little bit upset. But thankfully, thankfully, when we are upset with the industry, there's something we can do about it. We can, like like you say, don't eat meat or don't drink milk. There's things we can do to fight back. So our calcium, where does it come from? We're getting it from the plants. Is there any particular plants that are just really calcium strong we should know about?
1: Well, yes. The greatest sources of calcium are you're going to be from your green leafy vegetables mm-hmm. and then your beans for example kale swiss chard arugula beet greens mustard greens collard greens spinach all these green leafies are great sources of calcium and as a matter of fact it's like you know one cup of these green leafies is the equivalent to a glass of milk mm-hmm. and then beans are another fantastic source whether it's black beans white beans whether it's kidney beans butter beans you know azuki beans beans are, are are rocking. but And then, you know, most of your plant-based foods all have varying amounts of calcium in them. So uh, the good news here is that, you know, you just, you're eating a plant-based diet. You don't have to worry about protein. You don't have to worry about calcium. You don't have to worry about iron. You don't have to worry about, you know, where am I getting my vitamins, my minerals. It's just there. It's there and it's inherent in the food. It's like somebody had a master plan, Charles.
0: <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I think you're right. Okay, we'll take a short break, and when we come back, I want to ask you a question that I get often. You know, Charles, they'll say, I, I eat meat, but it's it's grass-fed. It, it, these cows are loved. We'll be right back with Rip Esselstyn after this break, so stay right where you are.
2: Well, I was about 50, a little over 50, and I had been obese for about 30 years and weighed about 80 pounds over my wedding day weight. I just you know, felt tired all the time, didn't have a lot of motivation for doing much of anything. I knew I needed to lose the weight, and I needed a program that I could do easily and for the rest of my life. When I found out about CHIP, I began to apply the principles that that uh, were taught. I began to lose weight. The weight just melted off. And within a short time, I was feeling a whole lot better. I was able to fit back into my wedding dress uh, for my 35th wedding anniversary, something I had always dreamed of and didn't think I'd ever be able to do again. And as I was walking one day, I had so much energy that I just felt like bursting into a run, which I hadn't done for many years. On top of that, I was able to play with my grandson in the, in the park, and I wasn't getting sick anymore like I used to. Chip just gave me my life back, and it's a lifestyle that I can do for the rest of my life.
0: For more information about Chip and how it can transform your life, go to chiphealth.com. Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Charles Mills. We're here with Rip Esselstyn. He is the author of My Beef with Meat, the healthiest argument for eating a plant-strong diet. He's also the author of The Engine 2 Diet, which came out a few years back. This guy is on a crusade. Now, speaking of crusade, before we get back to our list of uh, fact and fiction here, you mentioned that you are involved with several programs out there to bring health to people. Tell us about those programs.
1: For three years now, we've been throwing these weekend-long retreats where we bring in the best and the brightest in the business, like my father and Colin Campbell and Neil Barnard and Jeff Novick and Doug Lyle and John Mm McDougal. And they're called Engine 2 Retreats. We also have partnered with Forks Over Knives. And then, as a kind of a special bonus, we also have started these week-long immersion intensive programs, and they're in Sedona, Arizona, and we have two. And you can go to our website, uh, engine2.com, to, to find out more about those.
0: Okay, engine2, is that engine with the numeral 2 or TWO? No, that's the numeral, so it's engine2. Two, two yeah. as in two, all right. Engine2.com, is that right?
1: Engine2.com or engine2retreats.com, either one will get you there.
0: All right, very good. Listener, if you want to be involved with your health in a very direct way, and if you'd like to meet Rip and his friends, and he has some rather interesting friends, I have to say, including his dad, I've talked to most of these people, and they are on fire for your health. Their whole reason for being is to make you healthy. Engine 2 retreatscom Okay, Rip, here we go. Your book, My Beef With Me, you talk about this common comment. If you're going to eat beef... Make it grass-fed because that's better than grain-fed. As if somehow that's going to change the meat. Does it or doesn't it? Fact or fiction?
1: Well, I'm going to say a little bit of fact, but mostly fiction. Okay. And um, y- yes, there is there is some science that supports that it has a little bit less saturated fat, a little bit higher in some of the uh, the omega threes, right, because it's eating grass. Mm-hmm. But you know, Charles, the reality is it doesn't matter. What that cow has been eating, when you're eating a, a piece of meat, it basically has muscle. And muscle uh, has varying amounts of cholesterol, saturated fat, and the problematic animal protein we talked about earlier right. in the show. And you just you can't get away from it. So my analogy here would be if Marlboro came out with a brand of all-natural organic cigarettes, mm-hmm. you know, would you be fooled? And the reality is that, you know, no, you wouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. You, we know that smoking cigarettes is bad for your health. It's along the same lines, right? Yeah. Meat, whether it comes from a fish, whether it comes from a chicken, whether it comes from a cow, is problematic, whether you know it's eating on grains or whether it's eating grass.
0: Okay, all right. In other words, by default, there's a problem there no matter what it's eating. All yeah. right. Now, here is one that your dad addressed, and I've heard other people address too, and that is the idea of moderation. People can say, I could eat unhealthy things in moderation and still be healthy. Now, where on the scale of truth is this? Is this low on the scale of truth or high on the scale of truth?
1: Well, I'm going to say that this is um, more fiction than fact. Mm. And uh, the reality is that we didn't get to where we are now, you know, the sickest country on the planet. It spends more, you know, per person on health care. Because of moderation, right? Yeah. And uh, it's a mantra that way too many people follow, and it's it's their way of rationalizing their way into just eating, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And what I have found is that we want people to lose the moderation mentality. And when you do that, when you decide, you know what, my health is worth it. I'm worth it. I'm going to go all in. And you draw a line in the sand, and you decide, you know what, I'm not doing dairy. I'm not doing meat. I'm not doing eggs. I'm not going to do the processed and refined uh, junk food, then all of a sudden it gets easy. And uh, when it's difficult is when you have one foot in the old world, one foot in the new world, you're in this gray zone, this limbo land, and you're perpetually kind of frustrated. You're not making gains. You're not seeing improvements. You're not losing the cravings. Your palate never becomes sophisticated and, and mature. And so that's why, you know, in the Engine 2 Diet book, I... Have the 28 day challenge where people can basically make this a habit, right? So this becomes habitual. And so for me, and I would say most people out there, moderation doesn't work. We don't know how to moderate things, uh, whether it's cheese, whether it's meat, whether it's breads, whether it's, you know, alcohol. It's just, it doesn't work. So let's lose it.
0: You know, that brings up an interesting point because we have literally trained our bodies to want certain things, to require certain things, uh, unhealthy things, I have to add. We've trained yeah. our bodies to want that. And when we start switching over, we're actually fighting our own body. Our body is saying, no, wait a minute, what are you doing? Get back over here. Get over here and eat this meat, eat this, this egg, eat, eat these cheese. The, the body is actually fighting against us, and that takes a while to change. Now, you mentioned 28 days. Is that about what it takes to change your body over?
1: I would say it takes a good 28 days at least mm-hmm. to form a new habit. Now, when it actually comes to your taste buds and your palate and losing these cravings and the ability to down regulate the receptors in your brain mm-hmm. for the cravings for for example cheese and chocolate and things like that, it takes a little bit longer. The um, Manel Chemical Institute in Philadelphia has actually shown it takes more like ninety days mm. so you know, depending upon what kind of a cheese addict you are right <laughs> uh, it may take upwards of ninety days for for a lot of people it's the twenty eight days does the trick but for those that are really, really hooked, it may take upwards of 90 days.
0: All right. Well, we need to keep that in mind because a lot of people get yeah. discouraged and uh, they, they give up. And that's not a good thing to give up. Health is not a good thing to give up. It, it really comes back and bites you hard if that happens to you. All right. Here's our last subject here, and I want to spend some time on it. Uh, eating plants is difficult, time-consuming, and expensive. I have heard these arguments over and over again. Let's start with difficult and time-consuming.
1: True or false? False. False. It's not difficult at all. What's what's difficult for a lot of people is just discovering some of these new delicious foods that they didn't even know existed. Uh You know, most people, Charles, they rotate through six or seven, maybe eight different dinners their whole life. So there's really no variety. Most people, they only know of 10 different fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And there is a vast cornucopia yes. of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, you know, beans that are out there just waiting for people to befriend them. So what's difficult at first is is coming up with some of these new menus, some of these new, you know, um, ideas. Yes. But then... Once you've done that you, you know you're going to knock this thing out of the park
0: This is important because uh yeah. we have to realize several things here that at at the, at the beginning anything of worth anything worthwhile takes a little bit of you know there's a little learning curve there, and that's okay um, yeah. but when we go shopping, what should we be looking for? To begin with. Let's say that there's someone out there, a newbie, that says, Okay, Rip, okay, Charles, I, I understand what you're saying. I want to go shopping, I want to find some stuff. Are there any sure hitters out there that they're gonna love it right off the bat and they're gonna go with it?
1: I would always start with either steel cut oats or oatmeal. Yes. It's just it's a really safe bet. And then you know, slice up slice up some fruit. If you don't have the money to do fresh fruit, get frozen fruit. Mm-hmm. Right? Get some get some blueberries, get some raspberries, get some mango chunks. You know, buck 99 a pound. Yes. They don't go bad. you can store them in your freezer, and then you just put a handful of, of each on top of your, your steel cut oats, or your oatmeal, and you can cook that stuff, the steel cut oats, for example. the night before, you can put in four cups of water with the steel-cut oats, and just let it sit there. And then that morning you drain out the, uh, drain out the water, put in four cups of new water. And uh, and turn it turn it on uh, medium high and it's done in five minutes.
0: You know, I had that this very morning. That is my morning breakfast steel cut oats. I get mine from Bob's Red Mill. How about you, Rip?
1: Yeah, no, Bob's Bob's is a, is a real winner. Yeah. And uh, but it, you know it's nice because it's satiating. It fills you up. It's it's not very calorie dense, so you're not going to be you know typically overeating on this this type of food. Mm-hmm. And then take some of the foods that you love and just plant strongify them. I tell people you know the only reason I was able to get a bunch of Texas male firefighters to do this is because it tasted fantastic and it filled them up. And so we did pizza, but we would do a whole grain pizza crust. We would do a clean marinara sauce and then we would sprinkle on top tomatoes and spinach and broccoli and sun-dried tomatoes and black beans and pineapples and, you know, you, Mm. onions, you just, whatever you love, put it on there, right? And then do a little bit of nutritional yeast on top and, instead of cheese and it's it's beautiful. And if you want to change it up, you can do barbecue sauce instead of marinara. You can do a a homemade pesto sauce using walnuts and basil and lemon juice, you know, instead of using any added oils. And you can also do a hummus. You can do a spinach hummus on top as well. So there's there's four variations of of a pizza right there that most people will absolutely love and adore. Same thing with burgers. You can do a portobello mushroom burger, you can do a black bean brown rice burger you can do a lentil curry burger, and we have recipes for all these uh, in my books. You can also do uh, fajitas instead of using beef. You can use portobello mushrooms with all the fixings on the side wrapped in corn tortillas. And you know, we also have, you can do casseroles, you can do Tex-Mex dishes, you can do big old soups. So
0: you're driving me crazy here because this stuff I have tried most of the things you're talking about, and this is absolutely outstanding food. We need to learn that there is an alternative, and it's delicious.
1: It's delicious. It's nutritious. It is, it's lean in calories. It fills you up, and it makes you feel fantastic, and it reverses disease. So it's a win, 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 win across the board, and the only thing that's stopping most people from doing it is they're stuck in a rut, and, uh, and they feel and I believe very wrongly, that they're somehow going to be giving up something that they love. And the reality is you're going to learn to love these other things that you thought. You're going to love these other things that you didn't even know about. And you're going to realize that you can live without these foods that you thought you couldn't live without.
0: Mm, That is well put. That is well put. Rip Esselstyn is our guest today. He has written a couple of books, and you need to get a hold of these books, listener. The Engine 2 Diet, uh, he wrote a few years back, and then one just came out recently, My Beef with Meat. He covers a lot of these topics and a whole lot more in there. And also, there is... A long list of recipes. Tacos, burritos, uh, Dr. Sue's stack polenta. I'm looking at through here. Pizza sauces, savory shiitake and cheesy oats. On and on and on it goes. This stuff does <laughs> This stuff does not leave you hungry. It does not leave your taste buds wanting. You're going to say, how in the world did I ever get along without these foods and the ones you're eating now, the things that are not good for you, not in your best interest. They will just fade from view, from your mind, and you'll have a whole new way of doing these things. And I got to ask the same question I asked your dad, the doctor. Was this hard for you to do, or is this an easy transition for you? What did you find out in your life, Rip?
1: Oh, great question, Charles. So you know, I I started this in 1987 after I graduated from the University of Texas at Austin, uh-huh. and I I was slowly exposed to it whenever I would go home for the holidays because my parents were, had been eating this way since 1984, yes. and I would say that you know what it was uh, it was pretty much a seamless transition for me. I um, I realized early on that you know nobody's bulletproof, and you know especially me, and so. I just didn't want to follow in the in the same the same footsteps as my grandparents, and um, and I just had always revered and, and respected my father and, and his research, and so I was sold. I was completely sold that this is this was the way to eat. And um, again, you know, once once you know how good and healthy these foods are for you, it makes it uh, it makes it a lot easier for you to initially go down this path, and then once you start down the path. It is just uh, such a wonderful, incredible, fulfilling world to be in. And the ripple effect goes way beyond yourself and your health, and that's, that's good karma. And it's the way to be if you want to be a real hero for your health, your family's health, the country's health, and the, and the health of the planet.
0: Fantastic. Rip Esselstyn, author of My Beef with Meat, his website, engine2.com or engine2retreats.com. Check it out. Of course, you can also stop by chiphealth.com for more information about the CHIP program, which may be coming into your area, and uh, resources available to make you a healthy and happy and a wise person. Rip Esselstyn, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate your words of wisdom.
1: Thank you so much, Charles. Hope to talk soon.
0: Absolutely. And until next time, listener, this is Charles Mills along with Rip Esselstyn inviting you to be healthy by choice. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about Healthy by Choice, call 3 Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651. You can also email us through our website at 3abn.org.